You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. Our buddies covering the NFL all of the stories around the league that you need to know. Follow them on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Today on the show, we are going to talk about the report from Matt Schneidman about the latest with the Aaron Rodgers saga in Green Bay and the stance of the team on his trade availability. Then we're going to try and push forward here and and do some some previews on, on what we're looking for moving forward. But let's start with this report from Matt Schneidman because... It was, uh, you know, not surprising that Brian Gutekunst is holding firm that they are not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. Um, Not surprising, right? Uh, But the timing of this is interesting because as you're listening to this, uh, it is June 1, or at least this goes out on June 1. You may be listening to it later, of course. And that has salary cap implications. And when Green Bay can actually move on from Aaron Rodgers... That starts the clock because financially it just would not have made sense to do anything with Aaron Rodgers before June 1. And so if you're the Packers, what you don't want is all of these teams calling and then the reports leak because you call and then you tell a reporter that you called and any team that wants to trade for Aaron Rodgers wants it known that teams are calling because that adds pressure to the Packers and you know, Aaron Rodgers gets to go, hey, look, teams are calling. I want out. And so that means you should make this move. It it makes Rodgers, from the Packers perspective, uh, emboldened to say, yes, I want out. Now, what's interesting in this report is that the Packers, according to the source, would be willing to trade Rodgers if they felt this were truly irreconcilable. Now, this is an interesting way of couching this because it is certainly convenient for a team to say, well, if we really thought there was no way that this could be saved, uh, then we would let you out. And for them to say, but we also don't think that we're at that point. Well, I mean, number one, that's not really for you to say. Uh, that is it, it, it. That is really just a way of saying we don't want to trade you because Rogers, at least according to these reports, is saying and, and, you know, the original Schefter report telling people and players and there were subsequent reports. I'm done. I'm not coming back now. I do think it's possible that players on the team, uh, that the people within the organization are saying, Look, we we understand Rodgers is upset, he's frustrated, he's angry and has said these things. We don't we don't know, you know, exactly what has been said, when it was said and to whom it was said. But we know that he's uh, unhappy. 
is he so unhappy that this is irreconcilable? And I think there's been this breadcrumb trail over the last few weeks that could lead us to an, an amicable resolution here. So this is this is very interesting to me because it again, it makes sense for the team to say, well, you know, we're not going to we're not going to trade him because you don't want to be in those headlines. I, I don't know that it makes sense for the team to say, but we would if we thought this were broken, because in that scenario, in that scenario, knowing, you know, Rogers, aren't you daring him to dig his heels in? Aren't you daring him to make it even more clear to throw that final grenade and say this is over? Because Rodgers has been unwilling to this point to do that. And, and I think if we're being honest about it, that, you know, the, the truth is that the Packers don't think Rodgers is 100% committed to leaving. I don't think he's 100% committed to leaving. And I think a lot of the actions that he's taken underscore that he is that he's not done done. He is not done done. If he were done done. We would, we would be in a different situation and he would have said different things and the reports would have been different over the last few weeks when they've essentially been nothing, right? So while it may be true that the Packers think that the, the irreconcilable differences are not, in fact, irreconcilable, I guess I don't see what the point of sourcing that in a report, leaking it essentially, does for your bargaining position. Because again, you are daring Aaron Rodgers to act. Now, it could be, from the team's perspective, PR spin. It could be their way of saying, "Look, we we're we're not you know we're not the bad guys here." If if he doesn't want to be here anymore, and he's truly committed to that, we'll move him. We're reasonable people, you know. That's it's sort of that that thing potentially, and you know, it may be, it may be, their way of saying. Hold, you know, hold out, hold out. We dare you to hold out because then that will, then it will be clear that you are done. And in that way, you know, if that's the thinking, then you are really putting the ball in Aaron Rodgers court and you are saying, look, look, if we really can't fix this, then that just is what it is. And we will move on from you. We don't think this is beyond fixing. And really, this has been their position from the start. We don't think this is beyond fixing. And it seems like the Rodgers camp position is, yeah, but it is. Except that, essentially from the start, we've been getting these little hints. Well, it could be fixed if, or, you know, uh, oh, you know, now it's, you know, it's 90-10 that he's leaving now. Oh, man, 60-40 he's leaving. This The stance has softened. Over time, if you're the Packers and and you do trade him, you want it to seem like Rogers' call. You want it to seem like this was his decision. That's why in every public commentary, you are saying, we want him back. He's our guy. You're, you're leaking this stuff. We're not trading him. We want him. He's our guy. He's our guy. He's our guy. But if he's really committed to not being here, we'll move him. And this is the PR battle that's going, that's being waged. And neither side wants to give in. Now, this again is, and I've been saying this, I've been consistent about this from the beginning. This is why I think this ultimately gets resolved is because the Packers, somewhat ironically, 
have handled the post-Rogers report PR very well. I don't think they handled Aaron Rodgers, the person and the player and the personality, particularly well over the last few years. So I don't I don't want to make it seem like I, I think the team is blameless in all of this. And, and I, I, get, I get labeled, you know, sort of apologist for the team. And I, personally, I don't think that's fair. Um, what I, I understand Rogers grievances. What I don't understand is is publicly saying that you're fine and cool and everything's great. And then privately going zero to 60 on all of this. That's neither here nor there. What. The Packers, I think, by doing and saying all the right things, have successfully courted the fans on their side when they were decidedly not on Green Bay's side early on. I think right away, the instinct for a lot of fans was to say, well, let's wait for Rodgers. This is all nonsense. This is just, you know, silliness. And then, you know, the Packers kind of confirm that this is a thing. And Rodgers kind of confirms that this is a thing. I'm disappointed that this is out there. And over time, the more discussions that were had, the more it was sort of like, well, wait, what's what's really the issue here? What's really the problem? What's really going on? And the more that was interrogated and the more that was investigated, it just, I think a lot of fans came to the conclusion that they didn't get it. They didn't get it. And 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 there are there are a lot of people, you know, not Packer fans and, and media people and fans and and you know whatnot that say, you know, I can't believe how many fans are on the side of of management on this. And and to a certain extent, I understand that too. You know, if you're Aaron Rodgers, I, I think there are a lot of very real things that that you're frustrated about and that you wish were different. And, and I think you can think that that's, that's true and also that that's not a reason to to want to end this relationship. That's also not my call. You know, I, I don't have to live Aaron Rodgers' life. He does. And if he's not happy in it and he wants to make a change, you, you know, exercise whatever, whatever power and control you have to be in control of your own destiny as much as you can to say, this is what I want. This is, this is the path that I want to take if you can do it. You know, you can't do it all the time. You know, I, I can't I can't go be an Olympic skier. I just I can't do it. I, I would like to. That'd be cool. But I, I can't. I don't have the it's not in my control to do that. So sometimes you don't get to, to walk the path you want to walk. Was that a little bit of a tortured metaphor? Yeah, I would say so. Not my best. I'm under the weather. I'm going to use that as an excuse. But I, I think all of that is to say here that. We are we are getting closer to when this all gets a little more real. And so it's not a coincidence that, you know, this show is coming out June 1st and this story leaked. It's not a coincidence. We're going to get more. And and starting, you know, today, tomorrow, the next day, we're going to get reports. Hey, such and such a team called or there are teams calling, whatever it is now. There has not been a reignition in tensions publicly which I think is good for everyone involved. That's not to say it won't happen. And June 8th, mandatory camp opens. The Packers can start fining Rodgers. Rodgers can decide if he wants to show up or not. The, you know, celebrity tweets about signing extensions with the Packers from people who may or may not be in Hawaii with the quarterback. That's probably not doing a lot to uh, subdue tensions, but, 
you know, it's mostly it's mostly just some people who are uh, very aware of what they're doing, having a little fun at the fans expense. That's not a great way to to earn goodwill back with fans. But, you know, fans fans are not anti Aaron Rodgers, from what I can tell. They are on management side insofar as they want Aaron Rodgers to play for the Green Bay Packers. And that's that's the thing. They're not anti Rodgers. I mean, I don't see anyone out. Okay, that's not true. There are some people out there going Rodgers is being a diva, whatever, whatever. And if that's what you think, fine. But even those people, I think most of them would really like to see Rodgers as the Packers quarterback. There is there is a subsection of fans who just like, you know what? I'm ready for Jordan Love. And look, I, I understand that, especially because the last time that that Packer fans went through this, um, they went through with with Brett Favre and it worked out pretty well for them. So I don't think anyone should hold their breath that Jordan Love is going to be Aaron Rodgers. But who knows? I mean, really, who knows? I think this is all posturing and positioning. I think the Packers have done a pretty good job of of posturing and all of the public comments that we have seen from Aaron Rodgers and and from his, um, you know, I, I keep using the word um, surrogates, the people who know him the best, is that this is going to get worked out and this can get worked out and will get worked out. I still think ultimately that's what happens. Uh, but this is this is about PR and and it may be the case, unfortunately, that this gets so, so PR-y that both sides forget that you know, there there is this relationship that needs to be mended and that they actually go about uh, doing that and, and doing the work of, of mending it. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need at a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts from his computer, choosing the only brands that the warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer. You have a phone, you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. This is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Rockauto.com has a unique and remarkably easy to navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose the brands and specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA playoffs ramping up. We're getting into round two. Hockey has been a wild ride in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and baseball season is now in full swing. So there is a ton for you to be betting on. The U.S. Open is coming up in golf. That's right around the corner. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. So head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So I was talking to some some media buddies and we were they were trying to, you know, plan out some of their content schedules and who were you know throwing out some ideas and we're talking and they were I, I won't mention the topic because maybe you consume that content. I'm not even going to give away what it is. Podcast topic, column idea, video. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But we were talking about players who could make the most impact on this team if they made a leap. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna borrow that. I'm not gonna steal it. Um, although, you know, it's something that we w- would probably talk about anyway at some point in the in the rest of the lead up to the season. 
we can save it for another day. Hey, guess what? Maybe I'll even have one of them on and we'll talk about it. But I got to thinking about the the weaknesses on the team. And I think the single weakest spot in terms of the most impact that it has on the team is at corner. But I don't think that replacement level play there will change the defense as much as an improvement in the pass rush and not even really an improvement. It would be a return. So if you go back and and you look at what the Packers were last year by ESPN's pass rush win rate, okay? This remember the Packers offensive line was the best in football at this on the offensive side. But in terms of pass rush win rate, Green Bay was 20th at 41%. Now they were better than than some teams that you know were were in the playoffs or who had good defenses. The Bears, the 49ers, the Broncos, they were right behind the Chargers and the Chiefs. But, you know, look, uh, Pittsburgh had a, a win rate of 54%. More than half the time, their guys were winning their battles. The Buccaneers were 49%. Green Bay's down there at 41%. Now, here's the thing. If you go back and and you look at 2019. In 2019, when, when Preston Smith was playing much better, when Kenny Clark was playing much better, this passing defense, guess what? Was also much better. And they were in the top 10 in pass rush win rate at 47%. And, and so that leads me back to this original thought. Maybe it's not that just fixing the Kevin King spot wouldn't be the most impactful way for this team to move forward. I think if you replaced that that cornerback spot with a guy who is just solid, that this defense would take a pretty big jump. But it's not enough. I don't think that's enough because it wasn't just that King didn't play great last year. It was that this pass rush was inconsistent in ways that it wasn't in 2019. This pass rush won football games for Green Bay in 2019 and, and just didn't do that in 2020. Just didn't do that. And you go back and and this is the, the performance Zadarius Smith put on against the Vikings or against the Cowboys or in week one against the Bears, this pass rush. I mean, Zadarius Smith had what, eight, nine pressures in that game, depending on where you looked. By pressure rate, Green Bay had one of the three or four best pass rushers in the league in 2019. But in 2020, they were a bottom half of the league pass rush with the same personnel. I mean, identical personnel, basically. Now, Preston Smith was a big part of that. Zadarius Smith was was once again very good, but wasn't as good as he was in 2019. And Kenny Clark was not as good in 2020 as he was in 2019. 2019, Kenny Clark was the most disruptive interior defender not named Aaron Donald in the league. And we didn't get that version of Kenny Clark in 2020. So it's not that Kevin King... And fixing that cornerback spot opposite Jair Alexander wouldn't push this team forward. It would. Obviously, it would. But that when you're looking at paths to this team improving, they just have to return to form. 
They just have to get back to doing what they were doing in 2019. Preston Smith comes to camp looking fit and trim. Rashawn Gary has been busting his ass in the offseason. You hope Kenny Clark can stay healthy. Kingsley Kiki, if he can stay healthy, I think can be a big part of the solution. You, you bring in TJ Slayton to help ease the burden on Kenny Clark a little bit. And you you bring back Dean Lowry. You do, you know, some, some cap shenanigans there. And you have a rotation of guys that hopefully can keep Kenny Clark a little bit fresher. That can allow Zadarius Smith to not have to play on the inside as much on early downs because I think that wore him out. You know, that was something they went to late in the season. I think if that's something that they can save until, you know, after Halloween, you know, maybe even after Thanksgiving, you start doing that again, you're, you're going to save some mileage on Zedarius. And I think that's going to help your team. So, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I felt like you fix this pass rush, you're going to help your coverage unit. And there are, there are these great debates about which one is more important. I, I don't I don't think that debate in this case is necessarily as relevant because we saw this team be be really good as a pass rush and they had a fine defense that still let them down in the NFC championship game. It's not enough to say, okay, well, they just fixed the pass rush. They fixed the whole team. No, but you can be that elite team with the pass rush getting back to where it was in 2019. And I don't think we've talked enough about a guy like Kenny Clark or a guy like Zadarius Smith not having the same kind of impact in the NFC Championship game in 2020 that the guys on the other side of the field did. Shaq Barrett, JPP, Vita Vea. Those guys let their presence be felt. They forced it. And Green Bay didn't get that performance from their superstar players. We, we mostly talk about it on offense. You know, Devontae Adams wasn't great. Aaron Jones has a nightmare game. Aaron Rodgers, inconsistent offensive line. Even guys like Elton Jenkins, you know, don't perform up to their standards. Well, Zadarius Smith didn't either. And Kenny Clark didn't either. And so you need those guys. You need those guys. And if those guys get back to playing the way that they're capable of playing, this Packers team is going to be in a really, really good position and, and can take a leap defensively. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with nine delicious flavors. Flavors like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, and double chocolate. First one I ever had. That was when I learned how special Built Bar was. And they have these limited edition flavors that almost always sell out because guess what? No one makes delicious protein bars quite like Built Bar. And if you haven't figured that out yet, or if you're a lover of the Built Bar and you just want to save a little money, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, we're going to be back later this week. Uh, we have, we're going to finish the week out with shows uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and uh, then be back coming up, assuming there's stuff to talk about. Um, and I'll let you know exactly what that's going to look like. We might do a live and maybe the Friday show will just be a Friday live uh, on the Twitters. We'll see. Uh, let me know if that's something you want to do. If you want to do a live show, some questions, maybe we jump on locker room, something like that. Uh, let me know. Let's talk about it. Let's let's figure out some some fun things that we can do here as we head into the, the quiet time. We, we all need a little quiet time from time to time. Follow me on Twitter 
Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up with the Locked on Packers van hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Thank you.